Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Lift Effect Podcast, where we talk about mental skills and mental health topics for aviation and other high-risk and high-performance professionals. With me, as always, is my someone I look up to a lot. I got to tell you that right now. That's Matt McNeil. That man is a powerhouse. I think you look down. I think you're taller than I am. Uh, I don't know. How tall are you? Uh, About 5'10", 5'11", on a good day. Oh, that's us. I and I don't wear any lifts, so I'm, <laughs> except your stilettos. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. hey, I am secure in my uh, masculinity or whatever the heck it is of yeah. the day. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, we figured after a, a one week hiatus where we uh, actually went over what I thought was a really good topic and uh, in uh, for everybody to review that didn't go all the way back to the beginning of our of our episodes. Uh, we thought we would get back into something that uh, we had been touching on uh, previously, which was uh, digital addiction. And uh, we've kind of talked about several issues. And if anybody wants to know, take a look at the previous uh, three or four podcasts and you'll see what we're talking about. A couple, I think. uh, Yeah, I think there were. It's it's been creeping in on a bunch of them, but I know we hit the last two, well, aside from last week. Which is a re a repod a repost, um, the kind of covered the downsides of technology and then the upsides of technology, but it's all under this flavor, I think, of well, what is the problem with technology? Yeah, what's the root cause? The, yeah, what is going on with the technology? Because because the uh, digital is just is just the tool. It's yeah. just the it's it's not the cause so much. It's just what people are using. And and I guess the key word was the the one. It was the second part of what we were doing, which was addiction. Yeah. And um, you know, this is we we're looking at doing a several episodes or podcast episodes of on addiction. We got a lot of Mm -hmm. feedback. A lot of people were really interested in the digital addiction because it affects either them or family members or uh, uh, personal business life. You name it. So. But again, digital addiction is just, like you say, people are focusing on the digital side where it's more of the addiction and that they're expressing it through the digital side. So you're kind of figured we, in our pre-show we were talking about, maybe we we would start walking down what like is more the root cause, which is the addiction side. Yeah, I think we're going to do a series on addiction coming up. So this isn't going to, we're not going to delve into the, the, the science of addiction on this episode, but why don't we touch on digital addiction, addiction, digital addiction. So when you think about addiction, it might help to sort of look at what is addiction. Addiction 
And what is an addicted user really? <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. They call the, this generation is called the information age. You know, the last 25 years is the information age. But uh, I think it's, I forget who I heard um, call it. it was, I, I don't remember. But they call it, instead of the information age, it's the input age. And I think that's really, really fitting. It's, it's this, you know, so many inputs that we consume, whether it's news or whether it's texts or it's emails or it's, you know, notifications, banners. I would say that it's almost reaching overwhelm. Oh, completely. You, there's so much stuff you're overwhelmed by. It's like the old saying, analysis, paralysis by analysis. There's just, you get paralyzed with so many inputs, like you say. Yeah. I mean, I, you and I grew up, you know, I'm 48 years old. You've got a couple years on me, but, <laughs> but, you know, we grew up with rotary dial phones, yes. you know, and. Um, punch the little punch buttons on the phones was like an upgrade. That was a huge upgrade. And then remember, you know, we got the introduction of the cordless phone. And or or the first cell phones, yeah, bricks. your car oh, phone yeah, it was you carried around, and digital answering amazing. machines, call waiting, yeah. call waiting, man, that was insane. You know when yep. you could do call waiting. I remember that was like crazy. I mean, but my first TV growing up was black and white with an antenna, you know, on yep. the roof. My dad had to go up there and adjust. Yeah, three three or four channels: ABC, NBC, yeah, CBS, CBS, and oh, PBS. PBS. He had four. Yeah. You know, and, and then there and then there was a late night. The college yeah. we had like a bootleg that they had. That was it. Yeah. It really was. When I went to college in 1993, there was no internet. There was no email. There were no cell phones. Existence was chill compared oh to God. today. It was mellow. I remember my very first computer class and we had Fortran and I had this box of cards that you had to punch. I mean... That was how it was to build a program back then. Yeah. It was so challenging. I mean, you know, I thought, my God, who would ever want to do this? And now look at where we are today. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. Fast forward to today and we are swarmed with yes. inputs. All those things that we just talked about in social media. Constantly. And it's accelerating. Yeah. So we're inundated by all this and, and I think we fail to even notice it. So. Let's step back into the addicted user in this mind hacking world that we live in. It's known as the attention economy. It's a mind hacking economy. Well, how big is it? $7 trillion is what estimates are. $7 trillion is what industry makes. Some for good, some uh, for not so good. And there's no doubt that there's a lot of value that we get from some of these. We talked about that in the last episode. But when we step back to see the actual dynamics and realize that we are paying a huge premium for free services, yep. if we simply charged for what we use, like say Facebook or Instagram, you're charged 10 bucks a month to use that application. I, uh, I think that it would be a different experience in terms of the bombardment of things that we are sold. But that's a bigger conversation for later. Let's not go down that. I, I will uh, I, think about what happened last week. 
with AT and T. I have no idea, dude. I was out of commission. Uh, what happened last? AT and T had this uh, uh, massive outage, and um, mm, mm, mm-hmm. and then my yeah, I did uh, get some. I got a text message about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have thing called FirstNet, which allows my so we have it here still work. We have it too. Yeah, for first responders. Yep. Uh, and my wife was, but she wasn't. She hadn't transitioned over to it, and she was actually working that day, and she couldn't get any calls. Nothing. It basically hindered her ability to do to do her job. Yeah. In that regards, as far as as a as a paramedic, and I, I still had it, but I mean, it, it just. And then they were talking about afterwards the impact it had mm-hmm. to not only just casual, but sometimes life and uh, uh, life threatening and critical functions. It's just amazing the the impact that that has. Forget about addiction part. We just become so. Um, we rely, we rely on, on it. So even if we wanted to get away from it, it's really hard to do it because it's it's such an integral part of our life. It is. You know, in Roman times, the Roman court would would sentence people that couldn't pay off their debts uh, to addiction, where they would work until they paid off their debts. And in this attention economy, it works under the same premise. You will work until you pay off the debt of your free usage. And that is you buying things, you clicking and going down the rabbit hole and insert, inserting your credit card and giving them money, giving somebody money, somebody that's ab- paying to advertise. And it's, you know, so let's, let's go into addiction for a second. I just want to say one thing to what you just said, though, the difference between Roman times and now is I think in Roman times, you could actually pay it off. In this case, it never gets paid off. Never, well, you were, you were sentenced, you know? Yeah. You were sentenced. But, now but you're saying, just, you're, it's, it's an open nonstop. It never yeah, ends. It, it never ends. It never ends. There is no end. There's yeah. no, okay, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel because it's just more, the tunnel well, just keeps growing and, so and longer. What happens so. is you purchase, you make your purchase, and then you get a little rush. You get yeah. a little dopamine hit. Thrill of the kill. <laughs> yeah. And that lasts for a few minutes, and then what happens? Gotta do it again. Need. So let's talk about addiction. The dictionary definition, I don't have it in front of me. Um, but it's basically it's a it's a strong bond or connection to something that is difficult to break. That's basically what an addiction is. The antonym of addiction, which is interesting, is indifference. Indifference. You know, I sort of like if it's if it's you know, hook is the problem. Unhook is the solution, and anybody that's in V1 will understand what this is all about. Addiction is kind of the hook. To unhook is is indifference. So this is interesting. So if technology, we're, we're, we're addicted to this technology, checking it. The solution is, is to cultivate indifference to it. So what would that look like? To me, I think it's like, okay, it's nice, uh, and I can use it, but I don't I'm not compulsively connected to it. I, I don't need it. Don't need it. When I was in graduate school uh, at University of Wisconsin, there's a guy named Richie Davidson. He's a pioneer in terms of looking at contemplative neuroscience, mindfulness practices. He did all. He kind of looked at the fMRI studies of people that are using mindfulness, and he used to thought it was just you know somehow connected to religion. And what they found is that no, there's actually neuro, there's changes that happen in our brain through some of these contemplative practices. 
And he is the a pioneer in terms of contemplative neuroscience. He's a neuroscientist and he looks at what is actually going on. And he was the first to consider the cognitive effects of meditation on brain circuitry. And through through MRI and fMRI, he he discovered that our brains are very plastic and that you can shape them in specific ways. Does that make sense? Neuroplasticity. And the way I like to think about it, there's there's neuroplasticity and there's neurogenesis. I think of neuroplasticity as reprogramming the code, you know, rewiring the circuits. Neurogenesis is adding more hardware. It's like adding another piece to the FMS. And actually, you can do both, which is in really pretty crazy it, when you think about it. It's kind of like when they talk about habits, you know, you're you're creating a new neural pathway, That's right. so to speak. So if you do something often enough, you, it's almost like you can do it by rote memory or you, without even realizing it. And it takes work to create that new, different path yes. for whatever the, this new habit or different habit is. Because that's sometimes what makes it, that's a good thing when you have a good habit. It's a bad thing when you have a bad yeah. habit because you want to go down that, that road. That's right. That you've, that you've paved uh, over a period of time. Yeah. So... Michael Gelb, who's a great author, has written a bunch of books. We've talked about him on the sh on the show a little bit, made references to it. You can look him up. Um, he wrote a book called The Art of Connection, and he references a talk that Richie gave where he says that we are all, all of us, are addicted to these digital devices. It's not up for debate. It's common humanity. Technology is doing a, a really good job of getting us to act in certain ways. We know that. It's not up for debate. We can defy biology, and these devices are specifically designed to capitalize on our biological drive to make us engage and act in certain ways. Okay, back to addiction. Come on, Matt. Stay on task. Back to addiction. <laughs> I'm passionate about this topic. Rule number one of addiction, like admit that you are addicted. When you go to an AA meeting, we can talk about AA when we do our series on addiction. There's some good parts to it. There's some not so great parts to it. We'll get into it. But the first thing that, that the first step is I admit that I am powerless over this. So you have to admit you're addicted. Have the humility and the perspective to see that you have lost control of that part of your life. I have absolutely come to terms with that for me and it's been very really painful honestly um coming to this realization that i i am and i like to think of it you know coach brian johnson he's he says you're pickled once a cucumber is pickled and becomes a pickle it can't go back to being a cucumber it's pickled and my brain is pickled with technology it's been it's pickled from it and guess what so is yours and i'm not talking to carl i'm talking to all of you your brain is pickled by this it's not your fault you didn't do anything wrong it's not because you're not weak you're, you're not strong and you're, you're too weak or you're too dumb to know no it's this, these devices and the way that these applications are set up 
capitalize on how your brain works. They're, they use neuroscientists and psychologists and engineers to hack your brain. I mean, I would look at it the same as like certain medications. Yes. Um, are extremely addictive. Yes. Cocaine, oxycodone. And, you know, you don't, if some people need, some people take it for recreation. Some people take it because they need to in pain. But if they're not careful, because the body, the way it, the mind and the reacts to it, you become addicted and it, uh, it's the same thing. It's not your fault. It's designed or it, it, it the way you're saying the body almost craves it. And I would say almost that it's, digital it's addiction. Neuro, it's neuro, it's chemical. Yeah. But that digital addiction also satisfies this. Oh, need. absolutely. It's, it's the same circuitry as oxycodone. And that's kind of scary to believe. You would think, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, and if, that would never if be you case. don't believe, <laughs> if you don't believe me, look at your kids. Yep. Look at your four-year-old, your two-year-old, or your thirteen-year-old. It it definitely it's a habit and life-changing um, issue. I mean, people change their lifestyles because of it. My kids have. I've had to try and break. Absolutely, them. they used to go outside a lot more. Yep. Now they just want to stay inside and play on the the, the iPad, yep. and that has. Health effects. Yes, it has. So it yeah, does. it is. It's amazing. We don't know. We don't. And the reality is, is we don't know what this is going to do. What it's going to do. We don't know the long because it hasn't been long enough. You know, it takes a long time to see <clears throat> what the effects are. <clears throat> but we know, in terms of mental health, uh, the you know kids under twenty five are screwed. They're screwed, and it's not because we're just able to identify it more. That's not why. The rates of depression and anxiety disorders are astronomically high. And technology is a part of it. It's, I'm not saying it's the only thing, but it is a massive contributor. So it, 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 this does a, technology does this great job of getting us to act in certain ways. And so the, the, the bad news is, is you're addicted. The good news is that we're all addicted. And it's not because you're just flawed. It's because you're a human being. You got a brain. You got a machine that responds to inputs. Just like it responds to medications and chemicals, it responds to inputs. It's got, your brain is a natural pharmacy. Just remember that. Medications just enhance what's already there or what's not working. And, and But your brain is a natural pharmacy and it will trigger those prescriptions with what you input into it. So step back and realize that just because everyone does something doesn't mean that it's a good thing to do. <laughs> okay. Yes. I understand. I mean, it's like the, it's, it's, it's the peer pressure, you know, conversation as adults we have to have as seniors, we have to have just because everybody's on their iPads and everybody's on their phones. It doesn't mean that it's a good thing to do. You know, Mark Twain, he, he said, anytime I find myself on the side of the majority, I pause and reflect. I love Mark Twain, by the way. I think he's, he's, he's brilliant. You know, 
one of the things that I, that it reminds me, and that's what I constantly try and do with my kids, is just about everything in moderation. You know, there are you can do anything to excess. People can die from drinking too much water. I mean, you, there's you have to. Digital is not a bad no. thing because we've talked about the goodness of it, but it needs to be put in its place. You it need to, to use it as a tool yep. instead of it using you as the tool. Krishna Muerte. It consumes you instead of you consuming it. Right. Here's a, here's a quote of Muerte that I've, I've got written on my, I keep it on a little, it's taped to my computer thing, but I love this. It says, it's no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. <laughs> oh, the God. That's a great. Right. I mean, that, that I just is, think that is, that changed my life when I, when I read that, you know? And so look. So the, the, the punchline is, if you want to admit that you're powerless and just come to terms with that and that you pickled your brain and you can't go back to being a cucumber and so you might have to do something different, there's going to be resistance. It, it, internal resistance and resistance within your, your sphere. You're going to get kickback if you're trying to go against what everybody else is doing. If you're going to go against what is the easy thing, which is just take the pill, you know, take the hit, it's going to be hard. If you hang out with a bunch of smokers and you quit smoking, I've done, this has been, I, I, I was there years ago. You're going to be odd person out for a long time. It, it'll even, some relationships go away because it's, it's very hard to swim against the stream to be able to change the habit and create a new habit. I mean, people that get addicted to porn on online or, uh, the today's issues with politics and it consumes them and it, they've got to, they can't get enough. I can't say they can't get enough of it, but they, it, they, it's never ending. And you're right. It's all of a sudden you're spending more time with that than you are with a real person. Yes. Emerson, in his essay on self-reliance, he said, if we actually decide to unplug a bit and do things that are contrarian against what everyone else is doing, you're going to be whipped by society with its displeasure. Yep. So, and th this goes into just even making a stance to choose yourself over, you know, something else to take care of yourself, to do the right thing. It's, it's gonna, you're going to get resistance. He says it, it, it truly that it, it takes something godlike in him or her to trust himself or herself as their own taskmaster. It's hard to, to go against the grain. I cannot tell you how many people keep saying, hey, Facebook, why aren't, you know, they, they'll go, I sent you something on Facebook. Why aren't you responding? Um, I have it, but I had it because of, for business, I didn't, I don't ever use it, but people, they, 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 they almost kind of, I can't say whip you or punish you for it, but they're constantly saying, get on there and let's, it's like, I don't want to, I have it, but I don't want to use it. It's mm -hmm. uh, social media is just a, it's a time suck. Yeah. I mean, I watch my kids with TikTok. Holy crap. They'll never stop scrolling. It just, you know, it's just crazy. So yeah, you're right. It, there's, there's a, a pressure, almost like a peer pressure to be doing it because everybody else is doing yeah. it. It's hard and I can relate, you know, I have a eight year old who loves Roblox and loves uh, YouTube kids and loves, 
and is absolutely hooked. And we have had to take extreme measures to stop the usage. We've got it down to where you get 30 minutes on, on a Saturday or Sunday. That's it. That's it. And listen, this is not a single one of her friends is in this category. They are using it three, four hours a day. And I've talked to their parents. And what's crazy to me is the parents don't seem to have a problem with it. Because they're like, hey, it's great. You know what? I don't have to really take care of my kid. I can just stick her in front of a iPad and I'm good to go because she's she's basically mainlining this shit and is totally engaged in it for hours. And then when I take her off of it, she's a, a monster all over the place, can't function, crying, this and that. And, and I'm like, so do you think that there's a problem? But guess what? Oh, I should probably shouldn't say this stuff because some of her parents' friends listen to this podcast. It's, it's because you're addicted too, <laughs> just like I am, <laughs> you know, just like I am, just like Carl oh, and I, just like all of us are. When I try to tell, when I try to get my kids off the stuff, literally all I hear is you're the worst parent uh -huh. ever. All my friends, they think, you know, I tell them what you do and they, no, no, no other parent does that. And I said, well, some don't, but I guarantee you some mm -hmm. do, you know, this, this is a part of the job as a parent. I said, I'm trying, trying, trying to prepare you for life and being in front of a, a com computer or a TV watching mindless YouTube Minecraft videos. What is that doing to you? Have you, are you smarter? Do you know more? And, and um, it, it's tough because they constantly use everybody else as, as a, uh, as a, 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 a hammer yeah. on you to say you that's, that's are the baseline you know yep yeah oh yeah you're totally hooked when you when you're having to use other people's you know other kids parents as a yeah. as a as a uh, a benchmark as to how yep. you're s stopping them from right like it's and i'll tell you, you this I, i'll tell you this i owe that you owe that to me no i don't listen <laughs> I, I am you know in our house my wife is a medical provider i'm basically a medical provider uh, um, and I run this clinic and I, I mean, dude, I mean, you've seen how many texts and emails I get. It's, it is, I have to hire somebody full time to just monitor my email. And I have, there's, there's a lot of liability and there's times where I need to be on call. My wife's got to be available. Although luckily she's now at a great clinic where she doesn't have to do that shit anymore. And, and so I understand, but I'll tell you this, if you don't model the behavior you really can't ask your kid because they don't it doesn't matter it's like well but I'm, I'm a doctor and i've got to do this or i'm on call or i got and i understand that there's certain times it's obligated and, and i try to make a show of it like okay this is where this sits when it gets dinged i have to check it and this is my process and i explain that to my kid but when i'm just sitting there what you know watching television or reading a book i don't have my phone next to me ding 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 right you you have to model this and if you're not and again this is where you need to admit that you're pickled or you're screwed you're not going to make a change if you can't admit that you're pickled so you got to be able to willing to model this and that is a huge sacrifice i know how hard this is i know what it feels like to withdraw from it it's not easy 
It, and what happens when, you, when people go through withdrawal? They get anxious. They get depressed. They get physically sick. That's what withdrawal is. It's brain. It's a brain. It's a brain thing. It's chemistry. We're not passing judgment on anybody. No. So you know, it may sound like we're being judgmental. It's really not that. This is just more of being able to recognize what's occurring. And the fact is that if you don't realize what the problem is, you can't even begin to address it. Whether you choose to address it or not is is your choice. We're, but we're not passing judgment and saying, oh, we're high and well, That would be the pot calling the kettle just, black. I mean, yeah, you know, we're I, just I, as, I we struggle with these we same things. We battle every day with this. Oh my every God, day, yes. Every day we battle with this. And I have to, you know... Last night, I slept in the guest room um, because I, I got really sick last week. We'll talk about that another time. I had to have two emergency surgeries. It was a fucking mess uh, on my abdomen. Okay, anyways. So I'm fine. It's a lot of like, oh my God, Matt's... No, I'm not terminally ill. I, I'm fine. I'm recovering. But I'm like any movement in the bed, it hurts because I've got holes in my stomach from the surgery. And so I slept in there and I, I was out of my routine. And my phone was next to my bed, which I never keep my phone in my bed, in my bedroom. But I was out of my routine. And what did I do? I woke up this morning. What's the first thing I did? What do you think I did, Carl? Oh, I already know what you did. And yep. I hit email. I mean, and I was like half asleep. I was woken up, you know, like, whoa, what's going on? And grabbed, saw the phone, grabbed it and hit the email icon before I even knew what was going on. That is the power of this stuff. And I have been working at breaking this for years. Yeah, I refuse to bring my uh, phone to the bedroom. I have my iPad because I listen to some music at night to go to right. sleep. But I will not bring my phone in for that very reason. Because it's like you'll wake up, oh, let me check on this or that or something. Instantaneous. It is. It is. And I caught myself and I was like, whoa, God, that's crazy. You know, that is crazy. Crazy. Okay. This is getting super depressing. I don't want it to be depressing. I want to provide some hope. There is a book that I have found to be very, very helpful called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. He is one of my favorite uh, thinkers. He's got his PhD in computer neuroscience uh, or in computer science, excuse me, from MIT. And now he's a professor at Georgetown. He wrote... Um, He's written a bunch of different books. And his book on digital minimalism is really, really good. I'm going to give you a couple quotes from this. And we, we, will, we will do a book review on this at some point. But let me just give you a little primer. Here's a, a couple quotes that I think are really powerful. He says, our current relationship with the technologies of our hyper-connected world is unsustainable and is leading us closer to the quiet desperation that Thoreau observed so many years ago. As Thoreau reminds us, the sun rose clear, and we still have the ability to change the state of affairs. To do so, however, we cannot passively allow the wild tangle of tools, entertainments, and distractions provided by the internet age to dictate how we spend our time or how we actually feel. We must indeed take steps to extract the good from these technologies while sidestepping what's bad. We require a philosophy that puts our aspirations and values once again in charge of our daily experience. 
all the while dethroning primal whims and the business models of Silicon Valley from their current dominance of this role, a philosophy that accepts new technology, but not if the price is the dehumanization Andrew Sullivan warned us about, a philosophy that prioritizes long-term meaning over short-term satisfaction, a philosophy, in other words, like digital minimalism. That's a quote from Cal Newport. What I would want to throw out there is the fact is that in today's world, we're not going to be able to decouple entirely. The, no, you know, and you and the, we shouldn't. The, we shouldn't, and, and we shouldn't. It, the The length you would have to go to to just say I don't want any of this in my life would be extreme. So it's more of a man. It's more of how to manage it and have balance. And and it, it, this isn't supposed to be depressing. It's it, but it, it we're trying to be real here. And the one thing I tell my kids every, so often is. Tomorrow is the first day of the rest of your life. It just because things are the way they are right now doesn't mean you can't start to con- to take control of it and rather rather than being out of control with it where it controls you. You can put it in its place and and like we've talked about make it a tool that works for you. It's funny so, Cal's got a he's got a quote. I, I you know I love quotes. I pull quotes when I read books and because it just says a lot. He, he, exactly what you're saying, Carl. He says, the sugar high of convenience is fleeting and the sting of missing out dulls rapidly. But the meaningful glow that comes from taking charge of what claims your time and attention is something that persists. I agree. You can't get rid of these things. I don't want to get rid of these things. This We are able to do our podcast. I'm out here in Colorado. Absolutely. Carl's out on the East Coast. This is an amazing thing that we have. What a gift these phones are. Yeah, this is a connection that I would have never had with you otherwise. Absolutely. We would never have with our listeners. This nope. is a wonderful thing. And I, I, you know what? Also, opioids are a beautiful thing when you need them. I needed them last week. I was in so much pain. And you know what? I got morphine. That saved my bacon uh, with what was happening. And you know, but I don't want to take morphine every day when I just, you know, have a little bit of a, a you know, a shoulder pain or my knee kind of aches a little bit, right? So it's learning to absolutely take command of these things is what I think we need to be working toward. I, I can tell you right now, that's the big takeaway for the day right there for me is this is we've got to be able to, to learn how to take take control of it and rather than letting it just run with wild abandon over us and us just being helpless it is so here's let's okay so people are gonna say well fine matt and carl that's great but how how we'll we will get into this we will do this we work on this in v1 um and i would say if you really want to work on it come to v1 because it's a it's a constant uh conversation but here's here's digital minimalism this is this is what what this is a philosophy of technology use in which you focus your online time on a small number of carefully selected <laughs> and optimized activities that strongly support things that you actually value. And then happily, and I say happily with this big smile on your face, miss out on everything else. It's being intentional. Yes. And the key is with a with especially when you're just on there just casually looking is realize when you're getting drugged down a rabbit hole that you weren't planning on being in 
when you first got on. Because that's what happens so often is, is my wife calls it spider webbing. And then before you know it, you've gone down four or five, six different rabbit holes and you have no idea going, how did I get here? Because it's not what I came on here to look at. Yes. Uh, so I think that's, like you said, that's just keeping that in perspective. So here's, here's, what this, here's the challenge, okay? This, in, in terms of being a minimalist, a digital minimalist, uh, if you want to follow this philosophy, you've got to constantly perform an implicit cost-benefit analysis. So here's what you do. This is how you do it. And I, I have gone through my phone. This is a great thing to do. Go through your, your apps and, and evaluate it. If a new technology offers little more than a minor diversion or like trivial sort of convenience, get rid of it. Just, just dump it. Even when a, t- a new technology promises to support something uh, that you value, it's got to still pass a much stricter evaluation, a stricter test. Is this the best way to use technology to support a value of mine? You know, whatever the value is, does this app really align with what I actually care about? If the answer is no, and you want to be a minimalist, you're going you're gonna to set to work to trying to optimize the tech or search for a better option. And so here's the deal. You work backward from your deep values to the technology choices. You don't start with the technology choice and then try to arrive at your value. Go to the value first. And then start working backwards. If you want to be a minimalist, you could, it's going to transform these innovations from a source of distraction into an actual tool that you are intentionally using to support your life. I would challenge everybody out there to take this to heart by looking at your phone and then taking a good look at the apps that you have yep. on it and go, take a look at the apps you have on and and, and see if they really fit within that framework. Cause I think you'll be surprised at how many you go and like, why I, I don't even know why I put that one on there or I don't ever use it for its intended purpose. You'd be amazed at how many of those you can get rid of. And, and I try to do that every now and then I'll go through and try to purge and go and like, boy, you know, I, I got it for a reason, but I don't need it or didn't yeah. want it or didn't do what I thought. You'll be surprised how much you can purge. If you take that, if you look at it from that perspective. I second that. <laughs> I didn't even, he just gave me this big nod <laughs> and a smile. Not trying to be a dick here, peeps. I'm really not. We're not trying to come down on you or, or judge you. But, you know, the first step is admitting that you have a problem. And uh, if, you know, if you don't think that you're pickled, there, look, there may be occasionally some of you out there that are not. But if you're, if you're not living under a rock and you're actually engaging in, your world, I would, and especially in our world, the people that listen to our show, you're probably lying to yourself if you don't think that you have a problem with this. Yeah. We, it's like we should all be part of DA Digital's uh, uh, well, And look, and, and you can, if you, if you disagree, <laughs> yeah. let me know. That's fine. I, I, I would love to speak with you. I would love to get your perspective. But these things are causing real problems for us. And our show is about mental health and mental performance for people working in high stress, high liability industries, which means we are on the hook with these things, right? We've got to have them because it's part of how we manage our jobs. 
And the problem is, is that it's spilled over into every aspect of our life where we don't need it. And it's causing real problems. I would love to challenge people that say, people that deal with this successfully, what do you do? Yeah, How do you that. handle it? Love to hear yours because we sure as heck don't have the answers to everything or sometimes to anything other than to highlight the things and to figure out, start talking about it. Because starting a dialogue about this is half the battle. That's right. Because a lot of people don't even want to talk. Yeah. About it. And it's a painful, painful topic to talk about. And maybe it's not a great way to end your week, you know, with listening to me and Carl rant and rave about this, but I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't care about you. I care deeply about you. I've dedicated my whole life to caring for you and for your mental health and your mental performance. And it's something that I feel in the research shows is really important. And that's why we're having the conversation. So I, I hope that you can just chew on it a little bit. Open yourself up, become more curious, less judgmental, more curious about about all of this and your own usage and your own habits around how you use it and start to maybe work backward from what do I deeply value here and does this thing actually solve and help me get closer to my values? That's my challenge for today. That's my one thing. We have a new way for everybody to contact us with this. So for those that want to either come on and challenge some of the things of our comments or give us their ideas about how they deal with it, Go to lifteffect.supercast.com. That's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T dot S-U-P-E-R-C-A-S-T dot com. And up on the top, there's a little um, uh, banner that says, Ask Me Anything. And click on that, and you can leave us your comments, questions, whatever you'd like. And don't worry, um, we, won't, is, we won't mention your name. Unless you would like us to, uh, the, the standard default is we don't mention anybody's name unless you say, yeah, please do give me a shout out. Then we will absolutely give you a shout out. So you don't have to worry about that. And as my one shameless plug for the day, while you're on there, please take a look at what we offer here on the premium portion of our podcast. Right now you're hearing the, the free portion. Take a look at what we offer on the premium monthly con uh, content in the uh, premium side of our podcast. This is how you can support us to help us keep our the free side going that allows us to pay for all of the, the costs to, to get this up and, and, and keep it going. Again, this is not an easy conversation to have, even with our own family, much less other people that you don't know and feel like that you're we're coming across as high and mighty. This is not what this is about. Um, these This is a very... Um, serious issue that affects everybody. And this is how we start to deal with it is by talking about it and figuring out how to move forward with it and still re recognize the fact that this is part of our life. It's not going to go away. So with that, we hope you look forward to our upcoming series on this, where we get a little bit deeper into it and maybe give you some tools to help you work through this addiction that we all have, everybody. Any comments you want to say? I just appreciate everybody being here. I'm really glad to be back doing a podcast this week with you, Carl, and for, for all of you. I think these conversations are important. We wouldn't be having them if we didn't care deeply about our, our community. And so I just appreciate you having the openness to 
think about some of these things and, and mull them over and make your own decisions for what's best for you. Because I believe that you do know what's best for you. Ultimately, nobody's the expert on you except you. So I appreciate your willingness to think about these 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 topics that we that we cover. We would ask that if you feel like anybody else could benefit from these kind of conversations, that you share our podcast with them. We're on all of the different ones, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, you name it, we're out there. Please share. The, we want to spread our word and spread the conversation. So until then, until the next time, we hope you have a great week. Spend a little time off, <laughs> off the devices. digital devices and enjoy life out there. Smell the roses. All right. <laughs> until then, have a great day, great week, and we'll see you next see week. See you on the next one, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to the Lift Effect Podcast.podbean. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect, a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect Podcast.